We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. When we think about the historic Lemp family in St. Louis, chances are we'll think of it in terms of beer and ghosts. If you believe in ghosts, the Lemp Mansion is probably the most famous haunted building in the area. How do you translate all of that into dance? Well, the Big Muddy Dance Company has apparently found a way and aims to prove it tonight and tomorrow at the Edison Theater on Washington University's campus. Joining me in studio to talk about the production is Aaron warner Prangy, executive director of the Big Muddy Dance Company. Aaron, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Are you nervous? It's opening night. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, you know, as I said, a big day and we're, um, you know, we're, we're getting all the final pieces together. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be great. How did you come to to take on the Lemp story uh, and choreograph that? You know, we uh, we were looking for a historical um, theme for this production, particularly centered around St. Louis, because this season for us is called our Gateway Season. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at um, a lot of different aspects of St. Louis and trying to celebrate the city through dance. And we were. We've been looking for a Halloween-type theme for a few years now, and uh, we've gone through several different options, but Lemp seemed to be such a great fit for both sides of that. I, I think when you think of Halloween in St. Louis, you, one of the first things you think about is the Lemp Mansion. That's right. Yep, the haunted house tours. They're uh, what, very notorious. Challenges for putting together a production like this. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit different. Absolutely. It's different for us in numerous ways. First of all, this is our first full-length production that we've ever done as a company. Um, meaning, as, a, as opposed to what? Excuse me. But. So normally we would do a dance concert that involves four to five pieces by different choreographers. And even if they fall under the same theme, they all have their own individual storylines and they're completely separate works. This is a a full-length production as in one overarching storyline from beginning to end of the evening. Uh, And and one of the unique aspects of this production, whereas, you know, with a classical ballet or something, you would typically have one choreographer that creates the entire production. We actually have six in-house choreographers that are collaborating to put this show together. And they have done a lot of research about the Lemp family and the Lemp Brewery. They've each chosen a Lemp family member to sort of delve deeper and learn more about and so they've each chosen their family member to choreograph a section or a sort of a flashback vignette. And it, it enables us to sort of take a deeper look into who these people were and what they contributed to St. Louis. I think the biggest challenge that we've had is uh, streamlining all of those different voices and different music styles and, and of course, you know, each family member was so different. So um, finding a seamless transition between each of those and creating an overall production that made sense, it has been the biggest challenge. But I think I think we're there. My understanding is that in order to accomplish this, you do something you haven't done before. You have an, a narrator. 
Yes. Okay. We do have a narrator. Uh, it's our tour guide. So basically, we'll be taking the audience on a tour of the Lemp Mansion throughout the evening. And then within her storytelling, we will be flashing back to the early 1900s to talk about each family member. Well, let's talk about some of the stories uh, and the Lemps. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's start at the beginning. How, you go back to the 19th century. We do. Okay. Um, Yeah, so we start, uh, we begin the flashback series with the funeral of Frederick, who was the fourth lump child of William Sr. and Julia. And uh, they, you know, William Sr. really took that hard. Frederick was, you know, for lack of a better word, the favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And and he just, you know, he he did not take that well. Um, So, of course... Throughout this story, we have to address the fact that there are several suicides that take place, and that's kind of what the Lemp family is known for. But within that, within each of their stories, we are also looking at the backstories and what kind of contributes to um, their overall, you know, picture or downfall, you know, mm-hmm. depending on who it is. So William Sr., um, you know, we start at the funeral, and he he sort of we start to see that struggle following that event. Um, and then we we flash forward a little bit, and we look at Elsa. Elsa is um, the she was the second one to commit suicide around the mansion, and she uh, had been divorced from her husband Thomas Wright about a year or so prior to her death, and then they had remarried. And there's a lot of speculation and consideration that it was a murder, that he had murdered her. So although it was considered a suicide, there was a lot of questions back and forth about that. Where, where are we in the timeline right now with this, with this part of the story? So we do actually skip around a little bit. Um, we go in order of the deaths rather than in order of the events because then we'd have to flip-flop back and forth between all the characters so um we've chosen an order of when when they passed away and then you know so that is a right you know between 1900 when we look at william senior like 1904 Mm -hmm. and then 1920-ish is is, we sort of jump forward a little bit Mm -hmm. with elsa it doesn't sound very happy well, you know, that that has been another challenge. Mm-hmm. It's not a happy story. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the uplifting part is how much they contributed to St. Louis, how much they made this city what it is, a beer capital of the world, and all that they, you know, gave to that side of things. And um, Edwin, who was the last surviving Lemp family member of those siblings, um, he lived until the age of 90 in uh, 1970. So he he really, you know, kind of carried on that legacy, and he donated to a lot of charitable causes around St. Louis. He was one of the, basically, the founders of the St. Louis Zoo. He contributed so much towards that. Um, the Muni, the Symphony, a lot of the arts organizations around. And 
they wouldn't be what they are without the Lemp family. So I think that's all really interesting. But scandal, scandalous. I mean, if so there's a lot, of, a lot of talk <laughs> about things that were going on within that yes, family. Yes, yes. There were, um, we do we do touch on the very scandalous and notorious divorce trial between mm. Lillian and Billy Lemp. Um, and we talk about how public that was. It was all over the media because they were, you know, um, high society and they were, mm very much on watch by everyone. So, you know, we, we touch on a lot of those things. Charles Lemp is, you know, sort of the last one that we feature. Well, tell me a little bit more about this scandalous divorce. Well, what were the grounds? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, um, there were a lot, of, a lot of issues, I think, in terms of, um, you know, whether it be verbal abuse, maybe a little bit of physical abuse, and, um, you know, there was some cheating involved. It was very scandalous, especially for that time. Mm. I mean, divorces didn't happen very often as it was. And the all of the details behind it really contributed to quite the quite the front page story. <laughs> it, it, it's, it sounds very much uh, a story of our times, quite frankly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back then it was really out of place. Right. What about the ghost? Do we know uh, or, or go? I think it's only one ghost supposedly, right? Well, or? actually, there are supposed to be several. Um, they talk a lot about Charles Lemp being sort of the prankster mm. ghost in the house. Um, he's the one who had his dog Serva with him at all times. So if you take a tour with the house historian Betsy Bellinger, she would likely um, talk about Charles and his dog Serva, and and you might see a little something there. <laughs> Maybe hear a bark or two. Right? Or something yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> have you researched the house? I mean, as part of all of this, have you been involved? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been in touch with the Pointer family, and they are the ones that own the house now, and they run the restaurant. And we actually have uh, Dick Pointer, who bought the mansion in the first place and, and sort of passed it on to the rest of his family. He will be attending both performances and doing a little reenactment scene in the lobby beforehand mm -hmm. with um, an actress friend of ours, Ann Williams. Are the ghosts depicted at all in the dance? Uh, yes. I would say, you know, sometimes these characters show up in current day as ghosts, and sometimes it's a flashback to their real time. So um, we do jump back and forth, but we, you know, we're trying to make the storyline as clear as possible, which, you know, is sometimes a difficult thing to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how do you depict a ghost? When you say you say modern times and and the original time, right? Yeah, we're not going in the vein of you know a sheet over the head mm. with a, you know <laughs> eye yeah. holes or anything like that. Um, we, they they would look like they do in during their lives. Mm. Um, I think the biggest way that the audience would be able to decipher who's a ghost and who's not is through their clothing, the era of their clothing and what they're wearing. And the lighting helps a lot with that as well. Yeah. Well, t t talk about the clothing and the costumes. I mean, sure. if you want to be true to the time and want to be authentic, this, I assume, is another challenge for you. Absolutely. So we have collaborated with the Muni in Forest Park, and they are helping us um, piece together some of our flashback clothing to the early 1900s. And we also have a costume production coordinator, Natalie Rodier, who's wonderful and she's been working really hard to stay accurate historically. Yeah. 
What else can you tell me about this production that uh, people should know before they buy a ticket? Um, you know, I think that uh, the the more that you can sort of we, – we have a whole program synopsis in the program. So if you go in there sort of knowing what the story of the Lemp family is, um, then, you know, it's you see even more details mm-hmm. along the way. Um, but either way, I think that it's going to be a really enjoyable evening and – a really interesting and intriguing evening mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it's, again, it sounds very, very different. Yes. What what surprised you the most to learn about all of the goings on with this uh, crowd? Um, you know, I think that their their massive contributions to St. Louis really surprised me. I had no idea of the um, the amazing work and wealth that they did and accumulated, mm-hmm. you know, throughout their lifetimes and. Um, especially all of the moves forward in beer brewing. I mean, William Lemp Sr., he he did so much for just the world of brewing beer, mm-hmm. um, you know, refrigeration, and um, he was the first one to have the brewing and bottling happen in the same location. Um, so there were several contributions that they made just to their um, – their field as well as the city. Were they a big competitor with Anheuser-Busch? I would oh, assume yes. they must have been. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, and, you know, they definitely overlapped in terms of their their peak in fortune. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of that happened right around the same time before Prohibition came along. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, I don't think the Lent Brewery's existence was a long one. You know, it... it, it uh, it ended pretty abruptly with Prohibition and with Billy Lemp Jr. closing the brewery. But um, but it definitely was at the height of all that glory yeah. back then. Well, quite quite a family, obviously. And, yes. and uh, it's very interesting that you're bringing it to, to the dance stage. Tell me something about that process, coming up with the idea and then bringing it to fruition tonight. Sure. How does that work? I mean, it it must have taken a good deal of time to to get to this point. Absolutely. Yeah, we started the process with a private tour of the mansion. Do you believe in ghosts, by the way? Um, You know, I am open to anyone that does believe in ghosts. (laughs) I don't know that I do per se, but I, you know, I I think it's all in good fun. And um, I'm interested in at least the the world of that. Um, And we... Uh, so we, we did go on a private tour with Betsy and saw all of the little nooks and crannies of the whole mansion, and it's a beautiful place. Um, so we we got to see a lot of those details. And so that was sort of the starting off point of putting all this together. Our artistic director, Brian Enos, is sort of the curator of the show. So while we have these six very different voices coming from our in-house choreographers in each of the sections, he is sort of overseeing the overarching storyline and making sure that everything makes sense um, and that it's all pieced together in a in a entertaining way. Um, and so, yeah, along the way, we've met several of the local LEMP experts in our research, mm-hmm. and we've been talking with a lot of folks about their interest in the LEMPs. How long has the process been? When did you start to, we, all of this? We really started um, probably in March of last year. Is there any issue of um, having to have rights to the LEMP story that uh, you had to contend with? Since it is a true story, uh-huh. um, it's, you know, it's in the public domain. However... 
as far as the Lemp Mansion goes, it really helps that we have been able to work closely with the Pointer family who owns the mm-hmm. Lemp Mansion because obviously they have a brand and a business and they're mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet over there. So we're working very closely with them and, and really promoting their name and vice mm-hmm. versa. Do they have any any say over the way you approach the story, the way you're doing it? They have sort of let us go with that, um, given us some liberties with that. Although I think, you know, they're, they're actually coming to the show this weekend. Um, and I think their hope is that we would be as accurate as possible, which we're trying to be. <laughs> it seems like an awful lot of work for for two days uh, performances. It is, you know, but actually normally we would do one night performance. And mm-hmm. so for us, this is, you know, a huge undertaking, but a really exciting one. And it's possible that we might remount this production in the future. Mm-hmm. What else is in store for the Big Buddy Dance Company? Well, we are growing very, very fast. We have 16 company members this year. And um, so we're sort of bursting out the seams in our current space over in Grand Center at the Mm -hmm. Marcel. And uh, we're opening up a new studio space right around the corner in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a second studio for us. And in addition to that, coming up in January, we have a show called Homegrown that is all centered around the work of St. Louis choreographers. We're bringing in several Mm -hmm. artists from the area. Um, and then our show in April is called Footnotes, also at the Grandel, and that is all centered around St. Louis music. So we'll have live musicians, St. Louis composers, St. Louis music organizations, and they'll all be involved in collaborating. Sounds like a very, very busy organization. <laughs> yes, we are very busy. <laughs> well, let's remind folks once again that performance is tonight at 8 o'clock. Is that correct? That's at the Edison correct. Theater over at uh, Washington University. That's right. Sounds like a great show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. That's Aaron warner Prangy, executive, executive director, that is, of the Big Muddy Dance Company. Break a leg, as Thank they say. you. Thank so you. So you don't want to say that to dancers, do you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Aaron. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.